Welcome to my basement, everybody. We've got a very special episode of the show today, and it's uh, due in large part to what has been happening between Epic Games and Apple and Google. And I couldn't think of a better guest to have on the show than tech expert and uh, noted Apple enthusiast, Renee Ritchie, who I have known forever, but I believe this is honestly our first face-to-face -face conversation, or we've maybe talked on the phone or something, but I've never had you in yeah. our show before. Welcome. Oh, no, yeah. I, I feel like I remember a CES something or other, but it's been so long. It's been a long time. I think I, 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 you were at a South by Southwest event and Apple products came on. I can't remember what it was, but I asked you to buy me one, I think. And you did. And you sent it, or it to was me. TVs. I think it was TV. Like you're looking for a white TV. S something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. But we've we've corresponded many times over the years. You're yeah. based out of uh, Montreal, and yeah. you've had a, a nice long uh, career uh, in tech, doing all kinds of fun things. But now you're um, uh, you're in the YouTube game, and you have your own channel, Renee Ritchie, keeping it simple. Sure. How's it going for yeah. you? It's going really well. I mean, I quit my big media job with Future uh, right before all of this happened. So it was yeah. either really good or really bad timing. I'm not sure which yet. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, uh, there's a lot going on in the, uh, in the Apple world. They're, they're creating their own processors. Uh, they're slowly moving away from their relationship with Intel. I saw that you just reviewed the new iMac, though, which is probably going to be yeah. one of the last computers that uses Intel uh, uh, you know, uh, chips. W what did you think of the new iMac, if you don't want to spoil, if you want to feel like you can spoil your review a little bit? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think for people who really need Intel, like you run Windows in boot camp, or you want to run virtual machines, you want to do Windows gaming on your iMac, or you use high like game creation software, game engines, uh, 3D rendering software that is barely supported on Intel Macs as it is, you want to grab this iMac and hold on to it for as long as possible. Uh, right. But I think everyone else is waiting on Apple Silicon iMacs. Yeah, it's exciting, right? I mean, Apple uh, yeah. certainly uh, throwing their weight around, throwing their muscle. I saw they, they were recently evaluated as a $2 trillion company at this point, um, which is kind of crazy because they're fighting, uh, you know, obviously a company that's worth many billions of dollars with uh, Epic. Why don't you take us into exactly what happened? Because I know a lot of people have been reading, you know, snatches of information out there, but this is... Uh, it's 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 a simple fight, but there are a lot of ramifications ramifications, and it's quite complicated as as it stretches out, doesn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. So Tim Sweeney, who runs Epic Games, he's had a bit of a history with just trying to force markets open. Like he famously took on Steam on Windows, and he made right. Microsoft open up Hololens, and now he's he's become really successful with the Unreal Engine and with. Uh, especially Fortnite, and he decided that he was tired paying Apple and Google 30% of his in-app purchases because they right. sell like emotes and different, you know, different outfits, all these different things in the game. He's okay paying that to Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo because he feels like they sell discounted hardware and they do better big studio partnerships. But he just, he thought that like, Android phones and iPhones should be general purpose computers and he should just be able to sell his stuff without having to give them so much money. Right. So instead of just pulling himself off the store or protesting or, or suing or one of those things, he snuck an update onto both Google Play and the App Store and then turned it on. And when you started up uh, Fortnite, you got this screen saying that if you no longer want to give 30% of your money to Apple, you can buy discounted V-Bucks uh, on all the other platforms, all the big gaming platforms. But also if you use your credit card or PayPal 
and pay Epic directly. And they had a 1984 style movie where, you know, Fortnite was taking on the evil Apple and they called Google. You used to say, don't be evil. And now you're taking all our money. And they had it just all set to go. And Apple and Google pull, uh, pulled Fortnite right off the Google Play and App Store. And then Epic sued. And it's been just drama ever since. <laughs> well, as part of the repercussions of this lawsuit now, Apple is... Uh, uh, basically, moving forward next week, they're going to uh, cut off access to Epic's uh, um, uh, ability to uh, dig into the iOS uh, tool set, which could have massive repercussions for anybody that uses the Unreal Engine. Yeah, so I mean, there's a couple differences here. One is nobody really develops um, Unreal games using Android, and they don't do it on iOS. They do it on the Mac for iOS. But right. uh, Epic's developer account covers all of this. And the standard agreement says that if you violate your App Store or Play Store agreement, they'll, they can, cat, well, they will cancel, sorry. If you violate it and you don't rectify it uh, they, within two weeks, they'll cancel your developer certificate. And that doesn't mean anything on Android because the game is all they care about and the game has already been taken off. But right. on, on Apple's side, it will also affect their ability to update Epic um, Epic's Unreal Engine in a way that developers can still use it to make their own games. And, and people obviously are using the Unreal Engine, uh, not just for games, they're using it yeah. for commercials and they're using it, using it for like famously with the Mandalorian, it's part of the yeah. visual effects. Um, what do you think is going to happen here, Rene? Uh, I, I, and by the way, I did reach out to Epic to see if uh, we could get Tim on this uh, chat, but um, uh, I, it's understandable that they said no at this point right now, because things are crazy right now. But um, the one thing that I will say about Epic is that they have been accessible to us for many, many years. And we've, you know, created lots of uh, connections over there and had their people on and, and talked about it. It's, I, I do find it that it's ironic that it's one massive company fighting another massive company. It's not like, it's not quite David and Goliath here, is it? No, it's sort of like a Goliath and an upstart young Goliath, because if you read the legal papers, Epic, Epic doesn't care about sideloading like a lot of nerds do. They tried that on Android. It didn't work. They don't really care about alternate payment methods. They want to have the Epic game store on Android, on iPhone, sort of accessible, easy to get to. They want mainstream people to spend money with them instead of through Apple or Google. And they, right. so basically they want to be their own store the way Apple and Google are. I, I, I mean, there is a point there because obviously these phones are so prevalent and so sophisticated. And I, I think for a lot of people, um, and you probably have some statistical analysis, analysis that kind of backs this up a little bit, but I think a lot of people have changed their PC or Mac purchasing products based on how many uh, touch points they have through iOS. And I, you know, I think that probably Apple has been shifting to its own silicon based on people uh, using phone technology and iPad technology uh, in such huge numbers that it's really affected the way that people interact with computers. So in a lot of ways, uh, you, you know, I think that there is uh, some weight to the idea that these things are, I mean, they are, they're pocket computers, but I think a lot of us use them as just regular computers. And if we can have more freedoms on regular sort of home-based systems and laptops, why can't we have more freedoms on our phones. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's clear from the design, like from Apple's point of view in the Steve Jobs era, he created a console. He wanted a very highly managed 
computing appliance that is run like a console because he believed traditional computers were still inaccessible and off-putting and confusing and a little scary for the massive mainstream consumer base he wanted to sell to. He saw the yeah. nerd market is really small, but like the, the mass consumer market is huge. And if he could make it simple and easy for them, he thought he could sell a lot. And, and turns out he could, but that was also 10 years ago. And this whole consumer base has now matured along with the products and right. they're more powerful. And, and I think everybody is more sophisticated. So there's a huge argument to be made that what was good for phones and even tablets 10 years ago, it's just no longer the same market anymore. Yeah. And, you know, clearly there's a lot of other um, uh, sort of in-app purchasable uh, apps and, and content that you can get through iOS, like Netflix and, and uh, you know, other subscription-based services and things like that, where um, it, it isn't quite parity with what they're taking off of something like Fortnite, right? And so I think Epic has got, they've got some ammunition in their conversation with Apple. Um, what, what does a company like Apple really, apart from money, apart from, uh, you know, taking a hit on that 30%, Apple and Google, what, what do they really stand to lose uh, by allowing Epic to um, sort of manage their marketplace with Fortnite? But then also, I, I think their, their real motive here is to eventually get the Epic Game Store on iOS and Android as well. Mm -hmm. what, is, what does Apple stand to lose uh, by allowing that? I don't think it's, it's so much in terms of what they stand to lose because even though in-app purchases in games is one of like the best services revenues, it's still relatively small. I mean, compared to everything else that people do on all these devices and certainly compared to how much money Apple makes off the iPhone and Google makes off of search, uh, you know, for example. So it'd probably be like a you know, billion dollar hit, which is a lot of money, but when you're making $200 billion, it's all, it's all relative. But I think right. for them, it's two things. One is that they're, they're sort of ill-prepared. And we saw that with Xbox streaming as well. They, they were built in a world where apps were little binaries that you paid for and downloaded. And things like Xbox streaming and the Unreal Store are just completely different models. And I think internally, they're struggling with how to address that, how to understand that, and what the ramifications are going to be for them as companies for the next 10 years. And that's a slow process, much slower than just taking hits for two weeks. I think they would rather take hits for two weeks in the media, measure it 20 times and then come to a decision than sort of right. rush something out and pay, maybe pay a price for it in the future. There is uh, an analog here where you can think back to the early days of Nintendo and, and it's, um, it's very strict publishing practices with the Nintendo Entertainment System and, and guidelines that um, affected retailers and publishers, game publishers, yeah. and how they sort of really kind of shoehorned people into um, how they were partnered with Nintendo, which I think gave competitors uh, an opportunity to come to market with some different strategies. These things are just so, uh, both Android and iOS are just so much a part of the ecosystem of, of our, you know, our connection to the internet right now. Do you foresee this as an opportunity for a competing, uh, you know, phone operating system to kind of come to market and say, well, look, it's a, it's a lot more open. Do you think that that might happen? Do you, or conversely, how do you see this be becoming, uh, you know, resolved between Epic and Apple? Yeah, I think there's a huge discussion that's happening right now because over the years, whether it's, you know, we don't, we don't buy Windows, we license it. We don't buy yeah. phones, really. We license the use of them. Game consoles are the same thing. We're increasingly buying things that we don't maintain 
in control over. And as we right. get to things like robots, like uh, automated robots in our houses or cars that are self-driving, you know, we might buy them, but they're going to be so sophisticated that we're not going to have a lot of control over them. And I think right. just as a, like right now, our laws aren't in ethics favor. I mean, up to the U.S. Supreme Court, they've got, uh, they're sort of clear that there's no duty to deal. They, they will not force a company to make business decisions. But the U.S. Congress and the EU are very different, and they've been looking severely at tech companies and how much control they have over their market, specifically how they mm. treat developers or content creators and how they treat their competition. So the law right now is okay with hyper-competition instead of anti-competition, but those laws could change. And I think Epic has a very bad legal case, and I think their strategy suing Apple was smart. Adding Google, I think, hurt them a little bit because people say now, well, if even Google's not open enough for you, what do you really want? Uh, right. and, you know, but I, I think that if they put Fortnite back on the store, if they say, okay, we'll make this change because Apple's forcing us to, and we're putting it back on the store, but we're not happy about it, and we're continuing our lawsuit, then it, it just makes Apple and Google look much worse to Congress and the EU, which is what I think should be their larger concern right now. Yeah, it does feel like they're getting backed into a corner. I can't see them, especially with uh, what, what could happen with all the developers out there that use their tools, the Unreal tools. I can't see them, uh, you know, working this out and going back and, and finding a way to work, especially with Apple, because that could have some really severe ramifications. I tweeted this out as a joke when the news started to hit that uh, um, – uh, 12 months until a Fortnite phone. But now that I think about it, it does feel like Epic has the ingenuity and the ambition um, and at least a, a big chunk of the money to be able to uh, come up with its own hardware to kind of, uh, you know, I mean, imagine if they brought out the Unreal phone and it had on the Unreal yep. store on it and uh, it, it had all the games and it had some computer applications. I could see them doing that. The only thing is, is I think they're backed by Tencent. Is that right? Out, yeah. of, uh, out yeah. of China, that a huge chunk of their capital is. And of course, uh, at least right now, there's some very interesting things that are going on uh, between uh, US-China, uh, you know, relations and the, uh, and the sort of technological marketplace that, that uh, uh, Chinese goods, the sort of shaky floor that they, <laughs> uh, ch Chinese tech, uh, might have in the U.S. marketplace right now. Can you though, yeah, but, you know, as a tech specialist, could you foresee Epic coming to market with something like that? Yeah, I mean, like it's it's not. I think some people think it's really really hard. But we just saw Canadian favorite BlackBerry. They announced yesterday yeah. they're going to license Foxconn's subsidiary to basically make new generation BlackBerry phones. You don't need to be an Apple or a Google or even a Microsoft right. or anybody to bring a phone to market anymore. You can hire the companies that make phones for them to make one for you and just have your 240 frames per second, eye melting, two day battery life, like something that makes the Asus gaming phones look small by comparison. You can yeah. absolutely do that. Uh, they do have 40% ownership by Tencent. I think Sweeney still owns 51%. Uh, right. Sony, Sony owns 1.4%. So they, they have allies and Nintendo licenses the Unreal Engine. So they have a lot of relationships. And I think you know, it, it, we can joke about that, but it's, it's not that far from reality anymore. 
Well, and honestly, it would be uh, full irony if they went back to Microsoft and Google and said, let's put Stadia and xCloud on this phone. And, uh, you know, it, uh, it's, it's cheaper for the monthly subscription for people that pick up the, I mean, they could totally just go right to that gamer crowd. Amazon's yeah. also going to be developing its streaming thing too. And say, and basically make this the, the streaming phone with all of the bells and whistles that gamers would want. I'd be interested in that, honestly. I think that'd be super cool. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's always the best way to compete. Like you, with, you, you pull uh, Fortnite off of iPhone, you pull it off of Android if they won't play with you either. And you make your own phone and you get Ninja to do all the intros. <laughs> yeah, we're, in, we're into some uh, interesting days. But I, I think that Epic has got to work it out with Apple because there's just too many other peripheral people that uh, uh, are going to suffer because of this. It's crazy. And that, you know, we're going to hear some news very soon. What, what's your prediction? What do you think they're going to do? By, by the 28th, there'll be some uh, uh, recapitulation and, and sort of backtracking and, and uh, uh, this will all sort of fall into place? Or it, are, I, I know that Epic is asking for um, uh, basically a pause in this proceeding so yeah. that they, Apple can't do anything on the 28th. Uh, but what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I think that's hard to see because I think at most what they'll get is money put into escrow uh, until the decision mm. is made to see who gets, you know, who gets that 30% share. But Sweeney has been canny enough to change his mind. Like they did, they initially would not put Fortnite onto Android because he didn't want to give Google the cut. And when he realized that Google was blocking him from OnePlus and the Samsung store wasn't delivering, he put, for, he wasn't happy about it, but he put Fortnite back on Android. And he came right. to a deal with Microsoft. He was super angry at Microsoft. And then he got on HoloLens and now he loves them. He hearts them. And I think because they have this dependency, because they own Unreal, it's not an independent engine like Unity. They have to think responsibly for the developers that are dependent on them. And it just seems like a bigger win for me to say, okay, they're forcing us to do this. We don't want to do this, but they're forcing us to come back on the platform under their terms. But we're continuing this lawsuit and we want you all to fight along with us. I think that's by far the best temporary solution for everyone. It certainly was cheeky, the, uh, the you know, creating the commercial and, and sort of rallying the troops around all of this. But I have to say, I'm a big fan of Tim Sweeney. Um, you know, I think that he, he puts his money where his mouth is. Uh, yeah. You know, Unreal has done some incredible things for the video game industry and for developers um, to be able to just create beautiful work uh, in a much easier kind of environment than if they had to create everything themselves. Clearly, that's why they've been so successful. Um, and I think it's probably a good thing to have a human face uh, so out front like this, trying to at least challenge our conceptions around all of these rights issues and these freedom issues with regards to technology, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I mean, if there's such. If I was his lawyer, though, I would say like just stay off Twitter for a while because everything yeah. you say on Twitter can and will be used <laughs> against you, and settle those lawsuits from like Carlton from Fresh Prince who wants his dancing money. Make sure there's like nothing left of that kind of stuff, and then right. build the story you want Apple and Google to be. Like lead by example here. Because if this gets in front of a court or in front of a jury, you want to show that you're like the model of what app stores and play stores can be going forward. And I think you're, they've got a really good shot at some disruption. You are absolutely correct. Yeah, they've got to be, uh, they've got to be friends with everybody, yeah. including uh, uh, you, you know, people that are inside the, the, the workings with Apple and Google as well. They might not be working directly at those companies, but they're so influential that... Um, 
they obviously have lots of peripheral partners and things, Apple and Google do. And so Epic yeah. needs to be friends with all of those friends of friends, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, very interesting days. And uh, I, what I'd like to do is maybe follow up with you after we know a little bit more about what's going to happen here. And maybe one day we will have, I know we'll never get Tim Cook on the show, but maybe we'll, we'll get uh, Tim Sweeney uh, to, to kind of fill us in on, on how things um, progress and how things go from here. But uh, um, I think people on phones will be playing Fortnite pretty soon. That's, that's my guess. Yeah. And yeah. for an Apple Glasses too. I mean, as much as, as Sweeney wanted on uh, the HoloLens, he's going to want on Apple Glasses or people are going to want the Unreal Engine to populate the world that Apple Glasses are going to give us. Awesome. You know what? Uh, yeah, this is obviously, uh, we're heading into September and October. I think everything's been delayed to October, but we're going to get all the new announcements pretty soon. Yeah. I'd love to have you back for that, my friend, if, Absolutely. Uh, if you'll join us. Right on. Anytime. Uh, this, Rene Ritchie, everybody, make sure you check out his YouTube channel and subscribe to his work. He does fantastic work and uh, you're going to learn a lot from this man. Thank you so much, Rene. And uh, thank you all for watching. We'll be back soon. And until then, play forever.